Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 168 of the Speaking Club podcast. There's a big row going on in the UK at the moment about how Prime Minister Boris Johnson financed the redecoration of his flat in Downing Street. Boris hasn't yet confirmed whether the £200,000 it cost was funded by him, secret Conservative Party donors or an advance on his 2022 topless calendar, which goes on sale in December. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey there! What's your week been like so far? I've spent my first week on the road. After numerous property purchases falling through, we've put most of our stuff in storage and we've hit the road in a caravan, which is actually quite an accurate description of what happened when we set off. There I was, last Tuesday, behind the wheel of the 4x4, the caravan full of our life and me full of excitement as I pulled away down the gravel lane. My soon-to-be parents-in-law were videoing the start of our adventure, but their waves of goodbye soon turned into frantic gestures of panic as they watched the caravan falling off the car. Fortunately, I set off at a snail's pace, and the only damage was to the tow bar electrics, which were fixed the next day. It really was like Mr Bean does caravanning. And if you want to watch the video footage and have a laugh at my expense, then you can see it on the unhitched post on my Instagram at SarahArcher15. Yes, wait for the crunch. Okay, enough of that. So... This week, I want to talk to you about filler words. Now, this episode came about because I've been asked to do a talk on public speaking. And ahead of this, the audience were asked what their biggest problems and fears were around speaking. And so many of them came back with a fear around filler words and ums and ahs that I knew I needed to do an episode on it. It seems like this worry about filler words is getting in the way of a lot of people sharing their message or fulfilling their potential as a speaker. So, the first thing to say is that everyone uses filler words. And there are a number of reasons why. First, I want to take you back to ancient Rome, to the marble and the pillars of the Senate floor. The Roman Senate didn't limit how long its members could speak, And back in 60 BC, a fellow called Cato the Younger decided to exploit this in a debate over tax collection. And he went on so long that the debate never ended, which meant no vote could be taken. So he effectively blocked the new legislation. And Cato also used this tactic against his political enemy, the one and only Julius Caesar. And today, the same tactic is used in the American Senate, although now it's called filibustering. So, 
In that scenario, the only thing Cato had to avoid in his marathon speeches was to stop talking. Otherwise, it was considered that he'd yielded the floor. And so the filler word was born. It's a verbal placeholder while you're thinking and it indicates that you have more to say on the matter. Now, another reason that people use filler words is that they're afraid of the silent pause. Now, this can be a very powerful tool for grabbing attention, but a lot of people believe that if they leave a silent pause, it makes the audience think that they don't know what they're talking about. The truth of this, though, is that our perception of time is distorted because we think much faster than we speak. About 400 words to 150 words per minute. So what feels like a long time to us is barely any time for our audience. There is also another argument that's been made by Dr. John R. Schaefer, professor and retired FBI agent in Psychology Today, that some people use filler words because they're lying and they're either using the extra words to try and convince you or to buy time whilst they're evaluating whether their answers will be believed or both. So that's some of the etymology and psychology of them. Now, as you may know, as a regular listener of the show, if you are, I have some strong views on whether you should focus on getting rid of filler words. But before I go into what I think, I'm going to present a balanced view of the case for and against focusing your energy and time on eliminating them. Okay, so let's start with the case for eliminating filler words from a speaking perspective. If you're using filler words excessively, it can distract an audience. But now you're probably thinking, yeah, but what's excessive? Well, according to the Institute of Public Speaking, the optimum frequency for filler words is one per minute. And the average speaker uses five per minute. I think it's really hard to give an exact number. But if filler words are consistently getting in the way of you completing sentences, then you're probably using too many of them. An extension of this scenario is that where they're interrupting your flow, they're probably doing the same for your audience and making it harder work for them to follow and engage with your talk. The other thinking is that they can undermine your authority and potentially, according to Dr. Schaefer from Psychology Today, your veracity as well. Obviously, another big, big reason to eliminate them is if they are truly stopping you from getting out there and speaking. But part of that might be because you're seeing them as a negative, when in fact there are loads of potentially positive aspects to using filler words. So what are they then? Well, first of all, filler words not only give you time to catch your speech up with your thoughts, but they also give your audience time to process what you've just said. They can also make you more human and relatable to your audience. And you'll often see comics use filler words to create comic timing, characterization, and to get specific reactions from the audience. So used intentionally, purposefully and intuitively, they can help you convey meaning, emphasize key points and make your talk 
more engaging. Essentially, what all of that means is that depending on how you use filler words, they can be a powerful aid to landing your message or a major distraction. Now, I believe that there are a lot of people who think they have a problem with too many ums and ahs and filler words when actually they don't. The thing is this, right? Just because you've convinced yourself that you have a problem, it doesn't actually make it true. Do you know, my sister swore to me that she was terrible at interviews. And when we looked at the evidence, she couldn't find one interview she'd done where she hadn't got the job. So the first thing I'd ask anyone I'm working with in this situation is, where's your factual evidence that you have a problem with filler words? Now, you might be one of those people who've attended a meeting at one of the speaking organisations where they count filler words. But listen, right, they've taken the blanket view that all filler words are bad. And as you now know, that isn't the case at all. One of my students got told by one of those organisations that she used too many filler words. And the very next time she went on stage to speak, she was actually counting the number of filler words she was using in her head, rather than focusing on being present and connecting with her audience, which is way worse than using the odd um and ah. It's my belief, IMHO, that no one really has a problem with filler words because I think filler words are a symptom of a few other issues which are easily solvable. And these are your feelings about speaking, your attitude towards your message in relation to your audience, your capability as a speaker, how prepared you feel and how much you practice. So what are some strategies for you eliminating filler words? First, we need to change your feelings towards speaking. If you make speaking all about you and you're worrying about being judged or embarrassing yourself, then your ego is going to step in to protect you. Your ego will attack your confidence. It will play films in your head of what might go wrong and keep you feeling imagined fear. It will stop you from developing your speaking skills, from taking time to prepare and to practice so that either you avoid it or the one time you do face your fear, you believe you've done such a bad job, you swear never to do it again. Yes, speaking can be scary because you are stepping up and out in front of an audience. But speaking is also one of the biggest buzzes you can get. It can make you feel alive, significant. And if you mix speaking about your audience and your message and your talk makes a difference to just one person, it can be one of the most fulfilling things that you do. And so many of the people that I've worked with, once they start speaking, they never, ever want to stop. It's just too much of a buzz, as I've said. And then that's without even touching on the business benefits of speaking in terms of growing your brand, your authority and sales. So the second thing we need to do then is to change your attitude towards your message. Now, your job is to be a vehicle for your message. 
and to get that message across in the most powerful way possible so that you earn your audience's attention, you keep them engaged, and then you move them from where they are to where you want them to be in relation to your idea, product, or service. It's not about giving the perfect speech with no ums or ahs or filler words and having everyone like you and think you're wonderful. It's about landing that message. And the next thing you can do to, to help with this is invest in developing some speaking skills where you feel you need them. Maybe it's storytelling. Maybe it's learning how to use your voice. Maybe it's body language. Or maybe it's how to put a talk together. So many people are scared of speaking, wish they could do it better, admire those who can, but aren't willing to make the investment to make it happen. But as Warren Buffett says, the ROI on honing your communication skills is increasing your net worth by 50%. Okay, so next we come to preparation and practice. Even if you don't invest in books, a course or coaching to develop your speaking skills, preparation and practice are going to have a massive impact on your confidence, your results and the amount of filler words you use. If you can take the time to think about what you want to achieve with your talk, where your audience are in relation to the problem, where you need to take them to and what you can share that will get them there and you rehearse your talk or pitch a number of times before you do it, you'll be amazed at how much more excited and confident you feel. And no, you won't get rid of your nerves, but they're a good thing. They keep you on your toes and performing at peak. So let's wind this up. I guess for me, your focus shouldn't be on eliminating filler words, but on the message you want to share and how you can get yourself in the best position to land it powerfully with your audience. And that's what speaking organisations and speaking coaches should be focusing on helping you to do. Okie dokie. So if what I've said has pushed some of your buttons and you want to get some help with building your capability and confidence in speaking, why don't you join me on the next free five-day Snackable Story Challenge, which is starting very soon. And you can find out about that and grab your spot at saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge. Well, that's it from me. I hope I've pushed some of your buttons today and that this episode helps you move forward on your speaking journey and stop worrying about ums and ahs and filler words. As ever, thank you so much for listening. And if you enjoy the show, and get value from it, I would love it if you could take just a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review if you haven't already done so at ratethispodcast.com slash T-S-C. Stay safe, stay well, and don't forget to go out, grab your life by the nuts, and get cracking with your speaking. Take care. See you next time. Bye-bye. If you want to be more memorable and engaging when you talk, then you need to share more stories. Stories can help you better connect with your audience and their problems and get them leaning in more powerfully than anything else. And
and short snackable stories are great to use in pitches, Facebook lives, podcasts, videos, keynotes, webinars, blogs, in fact, everywhere to share your message and grow your business. The trouble is that finding your snackable stories and confidently sharing them can feel like a struggle. And that struggle can slow you down or stop you in your tracks. But that's where my free snackable story challenge comes in. Over the course of just five days, I'm going to give you resources, training and coaching to help you find your authentic personal stories to share and build your skills and confidence in sharing them. Not only that, but the challenge will guide you towards a tangible result at the end and assets for you to use going forward. The next challenge is starting soon. So to grab your space, go to saraharcher.co.uk slash challenge right now.